0: Welcome everyone, we are about to begin, Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayu, Sheer number 170. We're talking about various rules and concepts that could help on a day-to-day marriage, interactions. One of them is, what's important is, is to not send mis- mess- mixed messages. Sometimes you send these vague messages to your spouse that sometimes the spouse can't figure out, they sense there's some criticism in there. And it's better to not do things like that, to really mix them up and um, get you know have these mixed messages. Um, so, like, for example, uh, you're, you're, you're praising uh, your spouse about something and then you throw in at the end, you know, maybe it's a good thing to do this and this. You could basically ignore them, maybe it's a good thing. It's sort of taking a praise that was given to you and now you're throwing in like that monkey wrench, you know, but maybe it's a good thing to do it differently. It's important not to do that. Um, Yes, we talked about that when you need to constructively criticize his ways of doing it. Obviously, you know, let's say as an example, a husband is going to a meeting and he put on a shirt, didn't realize that there's a big stain on the shirt. Of course, the wife should say, you know, you have a stain on your shirt, uh, you have to change it before going to the meeting. Uh, You know, there's no, uh, uh, you know, there's no point in just saying you look great there. You know, go for it. You have to say, there's a stain on the shirt, change it. That's good. But at the same time, when there's praise, when there's, you know, when you want to emphasize a good point that your husband or wife did, even if there's a negative aspect to it too, you ignore that negative aspect. Um, and basically, a lot of times people do that where they, um, you know, the husband sort of um, throws in his praise on his wife's supper and the way she cooks. And then she he throws in, uh, oh, by the way, though, it would be a good idea if you threw in a little more of this and then the other thing. So there's a, I guess there's a time to do that, you know, if you want to, and say, I enjoy the dish if it's done this way or that way. But there are times where you just want to thank your wife for the delicious supper she made. So just thank her for that delicious supper she made, without throwing in that mixed message. Oh, great supper, but you know, would be a good idea if you threw in a little bit of that. That would even make it better. You know, sometimes it's not necessary to do those things, and uh, sometimes it's very, um, you know, the spouse senses that mixed message. You know that even when you're giving that praise. It's always throwing in with some type of attachment to it. And that diminishes it. Sometimes you need to give unconditional praise for something, something good that your husband or wife did. Even if you see a Nakuda there, that could be better. Nevertheless, you put that aside, and you just thank your husband or your wife for that good thing without throwing in that mixed message. So that's one side. Another thing that she talks about, and we talked about in the past, and we're going to talk about it in the future, is to learn how to overcome what she calls LDD, listening deficit disorder. We all have a problem with that, especially in our generation, where our attention span has grown short because of all the technological advances and the phones and the hustle and bustle and all that and the multitasking that we have to do, that we don't know how to focus on listening. And sometimes we're more motivated to improve our talking skills on how we communicate, which is not a bad thing, by the way. It's also constructive when used right. But we don't talk about and we neglect that other half of the conversation equation, which is the listening part. Because sometimes... There's a deep wish to be heard and understood. And sometimes that deep wish to be heard and understood is greater than the wish to hear and understand our partner. Now, each one has to realize and feel that their partner needs to be understood. And to do that, you need to listen. And sometimes you have a greater influence on your husband or wife if you learn how to listen. And listening is very fundamental to knowing your husband, to knowing your wife. And when they are known, you can resolve conflicts easier. You can improve the chances that your husband or wife will listen more openly to what you have to say once you finish listening to what they have to say. And and here is a thing that's very sad sometimes. Some people have a natural... In the In uh, ability to listen, but they use that ability only with friends or co-workers, but never with their own husband or wife, and that's very sad. Now, that's not always, by the way, a problem. I just want to make it clear. There are many times in a marriage where a husband and wife are busy with different things in the house, and they're communicating on a superficial level because they're doing whatever they're doing, each one's working on their own thing or even one is working with one child, the other one's working with another child, and they're communicating, and over there the communication right now is a superficial thing, where they're not fully listening because they're focusing on what they're doing, that's perfectly fine. That's not a problem. In those dynamics in marriage, where you can make do with just giving each other a distracted partial attention for a certain amount of time, You could do that and still have a wonderful relationship. You could have a wonderful relationship. You know, let's say the husband is learning, is in a safer learning, whatever it is, and his wife says something important. So he responds, but he's not totally focusing on it. That's perfectly fine. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. But nevertheless, what's important is, is to do take certain periods of time where you listen to each other fully, not as a passive process, but as an active process. Um, And that's very, because usually listening comes less natural than talking. You know, you just go, "Uh uh aha, 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 and you're shaking your head maybe a little bit, but you're really not listening. True listening means that you quiet your mind and you open your heart and you ask questions to better understand what your husband or wife is saying for real. It requires you to stop yourself from interrupting him or her, or to say things that leave your husband or wife feeling unheard or cut short. It needs you to get past your defensiveness. For example, if your husband or wife sometimes wants to say something that's bothering them about something in your own behavior, So that's harder to listen to. You don't want to listen to it. You have a nice image of yourself being a wonderful husband or wife and here your spouse is telling you that it's not always so wonderful and that I'm in pain about something. And because you're hearing something that is inherently unpleasant to you, you're going to shut it down. And it's important to learn not to shut it down, not to get defensive, but to listen fully to what your husband or wife is saying even if there is some Constructive criticism like we talked about, even if there is that, even if they're talking uh, about something that's not pleasant for you to listen to, you nevertheless, because it's important for your wife or husband, and they're letting it out, and they're confiding in you, you listen with an open heart, and that is a tremendous form of Havidus Hashem also. It's one of the greatest matanais you could give to your husband or wife, and ultimately to yourself why because that is a helix of what intimacy is and you know, we talked a lot about physical intimacy this emotional intimacy of being allowing your husband or wife to feel safe in talking to you about their own personal feelings and what's in their heart and you listen and you accept that and the greater intimacy you have in that sense of listening the greater Direct ability, do you have to listen well? That's how strong your intimacy can become. And inherently, it could really positively affect the physical relationship as well. It has to start with this. And listening is a big part of that. And uh, so, that is one thing. Another idea, uh, you cite that he has uh, brought down here, an excellent piece of advice, is to, um, you know, sometimes we're solution-focused before our husband or wife asks for our help, and we want to be helpful. But sometimes it's not helpful. In other words, sometimes you need to ask your husband or wife, do you need me to do this? Now, there are times, obviously, for example, if, let's say, your wife's trying to clean the kitchen and the living room and it's a huge mess, you don't necessarily have to ask her, Uh, you know, do you need my help? You just pick up that broom and start helping along. So that's obvious. But sometimes they want to work on a problem on their own, and then you step in without asking them, can I help you with this or that? And and there you also have to be careful. It's a strange thing, because normally we say, Of course, anytime your husband or wife needs help, jump in and help. And of course, that should be the ultimate uh, feeling behind everything. Help as much as possible. But sometimes you need to assess. And if your husband or wife is working through something where you're jumping in and doing something right away um, will hurt them because they say to themselves, I was trying to do this on my own. I don't want your help on this. I want to see if I can learn to do this myself. Then it's best to stand by and just say, I'm here for you. I'll do whatever you need. And just ask me. So, in a way, it's weird. You know, it seems counterintuitive. Usually, you say, Don't just stand there, do something. And here we're saying, Don't just do something, stand there. It's the opposite. So, that is part of the nuances in marriage and in life that you need to know. Like I said, as an example, it's clear that if, if, if it's, right, it's a little before Shabbos and your wife is working very hard and cleaning and working and she didn't say that she's asking your help, but you sense and you see she, a lot of things need to get done before Shabbos, then, of course, it's don't just stand there, do something. That's the right attitude. You roll up your sleeves and you take that broom and you clean and you do everything you need and you jump in and there you don't ask your wife, can I help you? Or is there anything I can help you with? You know what she needs and you just do it. But then there are other things where she may need a certain space. She's working through a problem or he's working through a problem. And um, you're trying to be helpful, so you'll try to inter, inter, um, you know, go into whatever it is, but sometimes it's not welcome at that time. And just if that happens, then what you can do is see and tell your wife or your husband, you know, I see you're grappling with this problem. Um, you let me know if you if there's anything that I could help you with. I'd be happy to help. Uh, just let me know. And then either they'll say thank you, and maybe they will share, you know, this is my issue, what, what do you think I should do about this? Or sometimes you need to give them their space to figure out that on their own. So over here we also learned in this year another few important points in the interactions in marriage. Number one is, Stay alert for mis- mixed messages. When you make that decision to thank your husband or wife for a good thing, don't mix in, it would be, maybe it's a good thing to do this or to do that. Just praise it. If you want to thank your wife for a beautiful supper, just praise her that it was delicious. You don't have to every time say, maybe it's a good thing to do this or that. And mix in with that praise a mixed message of some type of uh, subtle criticism. So that's number one, stay alert from mixed messages. Number two, we talked about the importance of listening in marriage. Equally important, even more so, than talking in marriage. Listening with an open heart is the greatest gift you could give to your husband or wife and to yourself. It enhances intimacy. It'll ultimately enhance even physical intimacy. And that's very important. And the third thing is, is that in some situations, it's don't just stand there, do something, when you see clearly what you need to do to help your husband or wife. But then there are other situations where your husband or wife have a problem where you don't do something, you stand there, and you basically say, I'm there for you, and let me know if you want me to handle something or you want me to do something. But in the meantime, you just stay there and be supportive and let them decide whether they will ask you for that help or not.